Hey, Dylan, what's going on here? What are you doing? Oh, hey. Hey, Joe. Oh, weird yeah. you asked. Weird you asked. What are you doing? I'm practicing the art of scrying. And scrying is letting me tap into my unconscious and the unconscious of the cosmos to try and predict the future. Much like the world-renowned Michel de Nostradamus did to make his predictions in the 16th century. Oh, this is going to be a long fucking episode. Yeah, motherfuckers. Welcome to the Dylan and Joe podcast, where your hosts, Dylan and Joe. And Joe. And today we're talking about end of the world prophecies, predictions, possibilities. Maybe it already happened, that type of stuff. And we don't know, but we're going to try to figure it out with you guys. So let's get it moving. What's up, Joe? How's it going? Armageddon, the apocalypse, the end times. We're talking about the closing out of everything to ever have been. The end of Z world, as it were. Do you remember that uh, YouTube yeah, thing that we used to watch in seventh grade with the uh, end of the Z world? That's why I said it. Yeah, the That's end of Z world. Funny. Missiles. Exactly. The end of the world has been a huge topic on people's minds ever since people realized that they existed. They thought the idea, what if I didn't? And that's basically, I think, what it comes down to. Yeah. And since most people, weirdly enough, I had this conversation last night, but everybody thinks that they're really the center of the universe to some extent. And if the world's going to end, if the world's going to end, it's going to happen on their time, whether it be the 1200s or 2020. It's, it's up. To, it's, oh yeah, this is when it's going to happen. Cause I'm here. Cause, cause of the human ego. For the whole episode, you just did it right now. The end of the world is coming and it's coming now because I'm here and I'll probably be around when it happens. Yep. Exactly. Well, let's talk about it. We're going to talk about, yeah, the idea of the end of the world. How's it going to happen? Who's predicted it in the past? Who's predicting the future end of the world? When's it going to happen? I mean, we just barely missed December 21st of 2020, which was another particular maybe apocalypse. We barely dodged it. I mean, we're all bunkering. <laughs> Give a challenge. <laughs> Oh, yes, this is a chalice, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a chalice. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so we, we just narrowly missed the end of the world uh, uh, just, uh, what, two Dude. days ago? 
two days ago. We'll get more into that uh, shortly about uh, the times that the world has supposedly supposed to have ended. One of those being two days ago. And um, before that, we'll, we'll get into more. But, but Joe, maybe uh, do we want to touch over uh, end of the world in different religions? Yeah, sure. I think that basically what we're talking about is that the end of the world is a completely universal idea. It's what we're talking about. Everyone who's existed and understands that they live in the world, the culture around them thinks it's going to end one day because everything we see in our lives is beginning, middle, and end, the cycles of reality. You can't imagine that there isn't a beginning and an end to anything. There's beginning, middle, end. Whether it's your life, the life of a flower, the story, a song, we all think that way. The beginning, middle, end, the world's going to end. And that, no mm. surprise, every single major religion that exists in the world today believes in an end of the world event that is coming in the future. It could be five minutes from now. It could be 500 years from now, but every single one believes that there's an end to it. I find that interesting. I mean, it's the one common belief that every major religion has. I mean, they have a lot of differences that make people not believe different things about each other, but they all think it's going to end one day. I don't know any major religion that says it's going to keep going. Never going to stop to the end. Like it's no end. And one of those things, one of the things that I think is interesting is what exactly does the end of the world mean? Which I guess is probably good to touch upon because there's the end of the physical world. And the world. Yeah. It's very, there's the end of, there's, it's very vague. There's the end of the physical world and reality. There's the end of civilization and there's the end of the world as we know it. And that's a good point. Yeah. Those are kind of the three things there because there's like, and, and religion, <clears throat> I think, is when you like go, let's talk about the Bible for a second. When you go into um, uh, the last book in the Bible called Genesis. Um, oh, the last book is called. That's uh, the beginning. Uh, sorry. Gen- Revelations. Yeah, sorry. Genesis. Oh, Genesis beginning. Revelations is the end. Sorry, people. The book in the Bible um, called the prologue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, which is, which is, uh, Genesis is a theory on, on the end of the world is probably similar to the other yeah. religions. Jesus, course, fuck. I mean, <laughs> Revelations is yeah. much like other religions where it's kind of like the end of Fantasia where it's like, it's all going down in yeah, every way, shape, and form. And the sky will light up and the, the fires and brimstone. Yep. and It's definitely going to be fire. That's a big yep. part of it. The Bible really is, their their end is, is much about the fire. That's kind of their thing. But when you start to go into depth into looking at all the other religions and then other things like that, it, it really can categorize into three different things. So, so Joe, what religion we want to get moving with? Oh, everyone believes all three versions are the end of the world. Like the end of civilization, as we know it, the post-apocalypse, all that kind of ideas in science fiction, it, it's the end of the world as far as the end of the world, as we know it, right? The end of civilization or the end of the earth as a planet or the end of our species, the end of the known universe. It has mm. all different ideas, but here's the main common ground. I'm not going to be in it, so it's the end for me. That's all <laughs> I'm right? Well, I'm not there, so it's the end. That's the end. No, it's just, you know, everyone can do it. Judaism, they believe that when the Messiah comes, which they haven't believed, they don't believe it hasn't come yet because they don't believe Jesus is Messiah. He's a prophet. But when the Messiah comes, he will come, and it will be a he, definitely they didn't leave the option for it to be a female yep we weren't there yet (laughs) he will come and he will gather all all jewish people from the diaspora so all around the world they'll all come together back 
to the Holy Land and then they will uh, hearken forth the rapture, which is the idea that um, the end of the world will happen and those that are then the chosen people will, will ascend into heaven and those who aren't will rot and die in hell on earth. So pretty similar to Christianity. They believe that Jesus is going to come back. He's going to arrive um, at the, the, the holy mountain in that section of the world. That fight between Jesus, who is Christ, and the rising Antichrist, who is coming now. And the whole word Armageddon, which is now synonymous with the apocalypse of the end of the world, is the, is the name for that battle that will happen on that mountain where Jesus Christ will actually be wielding weapons and will be fighting and winning. And that's called Armageddon, that battle. That's what Christians believe. And then that, the rapture will happen. The beast will come. 666, the sign of the Antichrist will come and he'll have a hundred heads and a thousand tails and all kinds of fun stuff. Fire and brimstone, that's a Christian one. Islam, pretty similar. Then all Abrahamic religions have a similar idea. The day of judgment will come, they believe. And Al-Masih, Al-Dajjal, or their version of the Antichrist. It's the Antichrist comes down and Isa, who is their name for Jesus, descends from the heavens to fight him. It's the same fucking story. I mean, yeah, they don't revere Jesus as much as Christians do, but they still believe he's coming. I mean, Jesus is in the Quran multiple times. He's a major figure. Want to move away a little from that, rather, is uh, into the Eastern religions and other religions like uh, Hinduism. They believe that Kalki, who's the final iteration of Vishnu, and Vishnu is the supreme deity. Uh, to hearken back to one of our last episodes, there's a great line from uh, Oppenheimer when he says, how do you feel to be the father of the bomb? And he says, I think back to uh, Hindu texts where Vishnu takes on his many armed form because he is here to destroy the world. And he says, and Vishnu says rather, I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. And that is who they believe is going to be their demise. He's going to descend from a white horse and he's going to start. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's always going to be. Yeah. Also, every judgment day ends with shit we have now. Like now it'll probably be Jesus has a cell phone or whatever. It can never yeah. be a future idea. It's always like, yeah, then they ride a horse and they have a sword. And it's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, not so coming down. He's not coming down in a Hyundai, but, you know, Jesus apparently drove a Hyundai as far as like down the, Pinto the shit that he was into, you know. <clears throat> yeah, Pinto. <laughs> uh, yeah, then uh, Buddhism. Uh, another similar idea, they believe the teachings will be forgotten in 5,000 years and the world will descend into chaos. Then the next Buddha will rise, rediscover the teaching of Dharma, and the seven suns will destroy the world. The cycle will begin anew. So the common theme here, and obviously the fire and brimstone part, but it's bigger in uh, Western uh, religions. But the idea is there is a beginning and an end, and it'll, it'll keep happening. In the Western and Abrahamic religions, they believe the end's the end. We all go up, we meet God straight up hanging out in a party until the end of time. Mm, but nice. a lot of Eastern religions don't believe that the end is the end. It's, it's just the end of this cycle. So the idea is that it's always wrapping it on itself over and over again. And it's just the beginning of a new cycle and the end of an old cycle. You're not going to go up to God and hang out in heaven forever because there's a new world to be made and it's going to keep happening, which is an idea that also is worldwide. The idea of the cyclical nature of reality or the Ouroboros as it's called um, in Latin, but it really means the snake eating its own tail. The idea of the beginning and the end being one thing and it are constantly recycling. 
if a snake ate its own tail, it would die, and that'd be it. But the yeah. metaphor of the snake eating its own tail is is interesting because it's the idea of this endless cycle of death and life and rebirth. And that symbol of a snake eating its own tail has been found in Mesopotamia, Egypt, Greece, uh, ancient China. I mean, it's completely again like we talked about building megaliths. This is a similar idea that's happened at multiple parts in the world and similar times and people have all come to conclusion separately which is interesting. Well, and, and one of the most important ones which ties into all the the fear and hype in the past you know 10 years and the cyclical nature of it is the most important is the mayans and the mind and the mayan long calendar their whole thing is uh that calendar was created like 1400 bc or something wild um and they created that calendar at a cataclysmic event, like something really big and bad happened. And that mm -hmm. calendar was in cycles and we were in the end of like the fifth cycle or something like that, but it was the end of the calendar as a whole, or it was going to restart again. And, right. you know, yeah, you can count Mayans as religion and, a, and civilization at the same time, because it was kind of all intertwined when they believed in the gods. And I was... the, uh, the Mayans also had that image of the, of the world the world eater, the snake that eats its own yeah. tail. So Viking religions and paganism, it's the, 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 the world snake that's eating its own tail. Even more specifically, they did, they well, 100% exactly. exactly. So their temple at Tiwatikwakan, um, mm -hmm. the way it was built out of all their other temples, they typically point north, south, east, and west. And that right. temple itself is a little bit off because it tracks like a certain star system or galaxy or nebula or whatever. And it goes up and down steps. Probably not, but it goes up and down. You can stick, you can actually watch it go up and down these steps. And they said it was the snake. Um, and they're wondering if it was a oh. snake because it was almost like contrails on an airplane. Like they might have seen a spaceship come down that was this god yeah. and it had a whole big long thing, but they called it the snake too. Oh, that's, that's cool. Literally, the end of the world pyramid in South America is about a snake. There you go. So, yeah, that's just basically to understand the idea that everyone's had this idea in their head no matter where it's 2020 or if it's the year zero or the year many many years bc the idea of the end of the world is a major part of people's focus on not only their cultures but their religions like we believe in this idea and it's not stranger to anyone everyone's got their own ideas about it in my childhood there were a lot of things that really scared me and like like genuinely scared me like not like i'm kind of scared of something like i'm i i had severe paranoia about as a young guy and, and recently right. got over. Um, one of them was aliens. One of them was the end of the world. And the one that had a big, and they kind of tie in together, but specifically I learned about Nostradamus from the History Channel when I was like 12 or 13. And it's one of those things that I could not look away from, but I was like, oh shit, this is not good news for me. This is really bad. Um, it's a weird time and, where it's more fun to learn about Hitler than about the end of the world. Like exactly, <laughs> yes. Also, the past I mean, History Channel is thinking about, oh, that was awful. Then I'm not worried. Wait a minute, Nostradamus. What? Yeah, Hitler. You go, wow. That obviously is the worst thing that ever happened to the world oh. at the at current day to this moment. Um, <clears throat> the absolute worst thing. In America in the future, you're like, oh, I'm fine. I'm not gonna worry about yeah, that. but you're like, all right, that already happened. We hopefully have learned that that needs to get stopped before it even happens again. And then, then the Nostradamus documentary comes on. And you're like, who's this guy? He's born in uh, the 1400s or 1500s. And he uh, 
and he predicted 9-11. He predicted the rise of Hitler. He predicted uh, the uh, Hurricane Katrina. Uh, the uh, President uh, Donald Trump. During our lifetime. How interesting. Let's get Exactly. Into so I'm like, oh, shit. This guy's got it. And then he's predicted the end of the but world. The or he predicted it hardcore one time. And then he's kind of got other predictions in the near future for the end of the world as well. Um, it's kind of hard because the same thing, it's a spectrum, the end of the world is. It's a, are they talking about the end of civilization? The end of fucking all, all atoms, like just disappear and blow up or whatever it is. Or the end of like human life only and animal life still lives or something weird, you know, like dinosaurs. Like we get extinct, but the deer still stay. All right. Hard to tell. The little background on Nostradamus. Um, this this guy uh, didn't wake up and do this. I mean, he lived a pretty normal. He didn't get into this till he was in his later days, um, specifically because he was a doctor and he was a specifically a plague doctor because he was around at the time of the Black Plague. So he successfully start. Yeah, yeah. He st he started to successfully treat patients. Um, and at that time, astrology was just as important or intertwined with medical doctors as well. So it was a, a little more pseudoscience mixed with actual science. And even then, back then, you would put uh, rose petals in your plague mass that would kill yeah, the virus. So they didn't really know. Both science, pseudoscience for what we know it now. But it, if it works, it works. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's probably pretty clear that some things did some stuff. But overall, you know, right. you give someone this this hibiscus drink and their fever goes away or whatever it is. And they just say that's science, but because they can't see bacteria at that point. But overall, um, he was a respected plague doctor in France. And then um, uh, his wife and kids died of the plague Ooh. and it ruined his credibility. <laughs> so oh, because they couldn't stay with him. Yes. Oh, that's I figured smart. if the world renowned or if the renowned plague doctors, whole family dies, of what he's claiming he's the expert on curing, it's not looking good for him. That is bad PR. That is pretty bad. shitty shit shit PR for him. Kid, I don't know if I want to see you as a as yeah heart surgery. You know, in the modern day terms. Yeah, exactly. So, so he kind of seems like he went on some sort of like vacation uh, hiatus. Um, uh, you know, uh, break uh, and uh, got horrible. more sabbatical got more into astrology into uh other forms to try to i think it was originally his intention was not to see in the future it was to treat disease like it was like not totally oh. based off this stuff and some i don't really know the details but he got more into uh seeing the future and, and specifically if you remember with the bowl of water that's how he did it he had a mixture of astrology which is mixture of scrying it's like crying with an s which is staring into a bowl of water sometimes through a flame for hours on end to have visions based off of your uh uh your unconscious and the unconscious of the cosmos or something like that to try to predict stuff but a lot of people do see uh -huh. stuff in those bowls it's very much like a crystal ball for for people um That's another universal that, sign of um you know, prophecy is that all over the world and many different cultures, people believe looking into the flames, either throwing things into it and seeing what comes out mm -hmm. or just in the flames, like the divining ideas of staring into that flame pit, come up with the ideas in your head, which might be prophecies from on high or might be your own psyche staring back at you in those crackling embers. Yeah, exactly. So 
So it's exactly what it's like. But <laughs> what? So you mix that, Joe. You mix the the water scrying with okay. astrology, and astrology is not just your your local twenty five year old girl, uh, you know, telling you what season Capricorn's in at the moment, uh, and That's where Mars is. Yeah, and and what your love life is going to be in twenty twenty one because uh, Saturn is the dominant planet. Um, it's a mix. It is, yeah. That's sort of that's definitely a huge part of it. But specifically, what like Nostradamus and the Bull of Water mixed with astrology was is that uh, the the volcano at Pompeii erupted when Saturn, Mars, Jupiter, and this oh, this this you know co uh, uh, comet were aligned quite like it was a few days ago. Last time that happened, this really, really, really oh. bad thing happened. So we knew that was 800 years ago. So this 800 years, so when the when the planets line up that again, shit's going down. So it was a mixture of those two things. It's perfect memory-based thing. It's uh, how what we're great at doing, recognizing patterns and predicting it in the future. Mm -hmm. yep. Same thing, you can teach a pigeon to press a button as soon as there's food there. Even if every time they press the button, the food doesn't come out. It doesn't matter. They believe the food comes out to press the button, so they keep pressing it. And yep. humans are built the same way in that deep part of your brain. <laughs> we're not that much different. We recognize nope. patterns, and we're good at recognizing how they go and what the benefits and the cons are of it in order to survive. I mean, you can look at these planets aligning. Last time that happened, someone died. Therefore, next time it happens, someone's going to die again. It may not be true, but my brain is wired to think that way and I'm going to try to prevent that. That's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and humans like to, to put meaning to everything. Every little thing has meaning, uh, yeah. inanimate objects have meaning, you know, this type of stuff. So sometimes there actually really is no meaning to things and it's just how the, the order of the universe is. It just, it, if you believe everything has meaning and you can predict what's going to happen, you feel like you have more control over your universe and what's going on. It's completely natural. I think, I don't think it's, odd that people think that way i think that they're not correct about it but i definitely understand why people think that they can you know understand how the world works it feels better if you know how things are going to go down even if it goes poorly you feel better than if you have no idea what's going on then it goes shitty you go oh my god i feel like i'm in the chaos here but well, if you can you know sorry god <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's just say, well, then that 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 brings the complete opposite in the spectrum, which is fate. And some people take comfort in that too. They go, this bad thing happened to me, but it was meant to be, and I'm going to take peace in that and move on because that's on the that's on my course. Mm, I think that that's so the, the same other thing. way. Okay. I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. they're not actually controlling it. It's the idea that they know why things happen, and the idea everything uh, happens for a reason. If everything happens for a reason, then when shit bad happens, it's not so bad because it's supposed to happen. And when shit good happens. It's supposed to happen, so it's good. So, like, you can kind of take solace in that, being like, "Well, everything happens for a reason, and I know why everything's gonna happen, so it's all fine. Even if my, even if I get killed, it's fine. It's all happening for a reason. It's like a nice little comfy pillow mm -hmm. where you're like, yep. fine. Even if yep. it's shitty, I know why it's shitty. Therefore, it's a little less bad. It's like dying from a disease no one knows what it is, and then predicting that your son and your wife won't die. Kind of something like that to wrap it back into Nostradamus. Yep, exactly. And um, exactly. So with Nostradamus, though, he's he had a lot of predictions and a lot of them were right. Um, again, like I said, he predict if he, and he, he, he did these predictions in quintets or quint some, four verse of poems at a time. So you could interpret them a little differently, like the the, the new city could have been New York City when he predicted 9-11 or it could have been, I think, Naples, which also means new city. But his most 
I think his like the one that everyone's talking about was July fourth, nineteen ninety nine. Actually, was his first end of the world prediction, which okay. uh, didn't. I don't remember anything happened on that day. Do you? <laughs> yeah, anything I at all? Think it, I think I saw fireworks that day, if I remember clearly. Oh, yeah, true. Bad, I can't remember much. I might have been um, at the Esplanade in Boston watching the Boston Pops go off. Having the fireworks go off. I think I remember that. Yeah, it could have been something like that. You know, maybe that was the end of that of what we maybe this is all a dream from then. Well, I don't know, but um, but yeah, so that was his first thing. He's had a he has a couple more predictions. I don't in the future for like the year three thousand something or whatever it is. But well, that can was you him. Run down what the predictions were though, because I'm glad that you said that they were in poems. I didn't even know that fact of it. I thought that he basically mm -hmm. was like a public speaker. So yeah. what? Well, let's not just touch on that and leave. Like, why did he predict nine eleven Hitler? I mean, couldn't you find other things between the year 1500 and now that he could have been predicting? Even if he was correct, he might have found another despot or another major world tragedy that could have happened. Maybe he guessed those instead of the ones that happened after. It's like predicting yeah. the Patriots are going to win next week, and then five years from now, the Patriots win. And I go, oh, I was talking about that time. I could have been talking about it next week. Yeah, so so he, um, like I mentioned, he had 942 poetic quatrains um predicting future events so so in those 900 in that book there, and then there's apparently a lost book as well that they didn't record on google yet um but so that might double that number of of predictions that he had um and things that he predicted like i mentioned he did the um uh you know he predicted 9-11 claims world war three is going to happen in some sort of year uh he How predicted that like what did what did he say? He didn't say it's going to be nine eleven in a couple of years. Um, let's see exactly what he said. He he talked about two silver birds. Um, okay. It was about it was like that. It was like two silver birds will strike these uh, something like that. Um, yeah, that's what uh, I want to hear. That, that's interesting because it, at least it makes more sense to what he's saying rather than saying, "Hey, in uh in a thousand <laughs> or in five hundred years, uh, Al Qaeda." members funded by saudi arabia are going to hijack a u.s airways flight nine <laughs> whatever like he didn't say that he said you know it's poetic he said this vague, yeah exactly so so um i didn't pull up this one but like he predicted the rise rise of hitler and he, and it was like one letter off so his poems talked about hister s-h-i-h-i-s-t-e-r <laughs> oh, so close to nailing it so close but like one example like it has here it's a passage they wrote the blood of the just will be lacking in london Burnt up in the fire of 66, the ancient lady will topper, topple from her high place. Many of the same sect will be killed. And on September 2nd, 1666, a small bakery fire on Pudding Lane in London kickstarted a vicious inferno that ravished the city for three days. The phrase blood of the just is believed to refer to the elimination of the millions of flea-carrying rats that spread the Black Death. That, that deadly plague died out during the Great Fire. The Great Fire basically ended that plague. So his yeah, uh, quatrain, yeah. yeah, yeah, that quatrain <clears throat> um, was about that fire that died, that that killed off the plague. So each thing is it's very encrypted, um, but uh, as far as that message show, as far as nine eleven goes, um, so uh, I got Hitler's right here actually. So he wrote, um, he wrote from the depths of the west of Europe, a young child will be born of poor people. He who by his tongue will seduce a great troop. His fame will increase towards the realm of the east. He continued their verse. Beasts ferocious with hunger will cross the rivers. The greater part of the battlefield will be great against Hister. 
into a cage of iron will the great be one drawn when the child of Germany observes nothing. And he wrote that. So when Hitler was born to poor parents in 1889 in Western Europe and used public speaking skills to assemble support to, ass to assemble support the Nazi party after World War I. He also allied with Japan or the East in the Second World War. Um, so it's- I thought they would be saying that Hitler or Hister is from the East because he's from the East land, uh, East of the Rhine River. And yeah, if sure. they're going to say that it's almost in a rise from the East, I don't think that Nostradamus would be talking about Japan. Because well, they the did. <clears throat> You're right. He, they said, uh, while many believe Hister to be a misspelling, it's also an old name for the Danube, Danube River in Austria. And Hitler oh. was born. Hitler was born just a few miles from that river. Um, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, like the dot. Yep, exactly. Um, but he, again, as mentioned, predicted that the world would end in 1999, and it didn't. And he's predicted that's that humans guess, will eventually yeah. be able to speak to animals and some other weird stuff. But um, wild yeah. thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie. Donnie. Uh, great we'll show. Donnie up on the uh, on the video so people can see. Donnie. Yeah, yeah. Don we need Donnie. We always need some Donnie in our lives. It's fucking awesome. Not a problem. Love that guy. Yeah, that's so, interesting though. Nostradamus, is that do you know how he died? Did he predict his own death? That would be kind of interesting, right? Good question. Um, I don't know off the top of my head if he predicted his own death. That's something we can pull up and throw a little fact up here if he did or didn't. That would really help me out on uh, getting on board with the predictions if he could predict his own death. I mean, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you would think I'm yeah. gonna blow my head off on <laughs> April 16th, 19. I'm sorry, 1605. He did. You wouldn't believe it. I'm. <laughs> I can see the future. I'm gonna die in five minutes as soon as I finish loading this revolver. <laughs> I'm a clairvoyant. <laughs> that's so good. So, Thomas, <clears throat> in approximately. X hours, the sun will rise on planet Earth. And if it doesn't, then you know I'm a liar. Yep. But if it does, yeah. you have to admit, I fucking guessed it. You have so, to admit it. I was right. The sun will rise tomorrow on Christmas Eve morning. See, I told you so. I know what I'm doing. Isn't that what all this shit is? All the predictions? It's the ultimate I told you so. It's betting so hard on I told you so. Because that's all you so get. Hard. And that's all you get. If you guess the end of the world correctly, you don't get anything besides the I told you so. Because the world still ends and everything sucks and everyone is it's all over. But the only thing you get to say is, well, I did get the I told you so. I did guess it right. That's and you don't you even get, get you didn't get money. Like it's like like this guy, no. he was a doctor. He did this for fun. Like there's no like like this. I'm gonna make a career out of this. It's like, nah, he just did this and that's what made him famous, not his actual job. <laughs> I think that's an interesting fact about the Armageddon too, or the apocalypse, is that eventually someone who guesses it is going to be right. Like True. everyone's all betting on they're the one who guesses right. And one day someone will say it'll be this and then it'll be right. And then only looking back, could you say, hey, that person, uh, they actually guessed it. It really yeah, was. They, the they're the ones. Yep. They were someone. someone. They whatever. Not happened yet. And yeah. Yeah, so let's let's cover a couple of people real quick, and then we'll get into uh, how it might end. What's the possible methods and some other crazy shit that we've pulled up too.
traveling to the south of France to the town in Provence where Nostradamus wrote his prophecies. The more I think about the land, the more intrigued I become. Other great prophets through history seem to have made only general predictions about the people and the times they were living in. Nostradamus is the only one to make predictions that stretch across centuries and which seem to foretell events with such precision. The next person I've got on my list that I've known about for a while, you've seen her on the front of like uh, creepy newspapers and stuff like that, or Joe mentioned Hansel and Gretel. She's very much like the lady in the woods. Um, I'm not sure 100% her situation, but her name is Baba Vanga, also known as the blind mystic Nostradamus of the Balkans, Bulgarian clairvoyant prophetess born in 1911. That's the best way to describe Baba Vanga. Um, so she's. I wonder if he ever made it up to uh, Petrodavadasia, that old fort where the monolith is back in the, uh, the oh, east. Of good call. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if she did. That would be something. Call she... back to the monolith. Yep. She's been brought back. Maybe that's her. Who knows? But anyway, she died in 1996. And the cool thing about her compared to Nostradamus is eight out of 10 of her predictions have actually happened. All right. That's interesting to me. I've never heard this person. Yep. yep. Uh, she thinks Armageddon is going to be in the year 5057. We got a ways to go. It's a solid guess because it's really hard to be disproven for a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a problem. Don't say it's tomorrow. Say it's a thousand years from now, then you can die correct. Exactly. So you don't you don't go you don't you don't like make a prediction that it's going to happen in a year and then you're wrong and then your credibility is ruined forever. You go, no, it's going to be like sixteen thousand. 1500 500 and you go you just oh, yeah, wait. We'll, we'll find out you just wait I, i'll say i told you so from yep. beyond the grave um uh also predicted 9-11 uh the japanese tsunami in 2004 Shocker. um uh and that's all i wrote down but she is blind she lives in bulgaria and i and she makes predictions at the end of time she's lost her first sight but she's been gifted with second sight into the beyond yeah, exactly that's the best way to uh to describe her let's pull up a few more of her predictions um yeah i'd like to hear what she got right because again she didn't say 9 11 is going to happen because that would be amazing if you said that everyone would believe her immediately uh in the past <laughs> it would be amazing if anyone said hey by the way there's going to be this guy named adolf hitler from austria who's going to start the third reich in germany if Nostradamus said that, it would be mind-blowing now. He'd be like, he said those actual words. Hmm. He said the future, but he didn't say the future, did he? He did what he's best at besides being a doctor, apparently. He did astrology, say a bunch of vague terms that could be construed as being realistic in the future. You will meet someone new this week. You'll have ups and downs. You're a Pisces. You're going to have an interesting day today. It just seems like you is you know you can paint the walls with ideas and only afterwards you can say oh look at that look see he did he painted that right there like, he painted the whole fucking Sistine chapel you didn't notice all the other shit he said he said mm -hmm. that like mm -hmm. if you can see the future tell me what the fuck's gonna happen there's gonna yeah. be called nuclear warheads in the future you don't know what that is now but i i'll tell you that no it's uh, there's gonna be fiery birds from the sky and there's gonna be ravens yeah like we have now you're a fucking genius 
Sorry. <laughs> so um, Baba Venga uh, said, um, right around now, we should find the cure for cancer. Um, she right. said that that's cool. That's a good um, one. I like that one. That's a like Vladimir, Vladimir Putin will survive an assassination assassination attempt next year, according to this. Hope Google doesn't take us down. We are not saying that. We are just saying this is what the Baba Venga said is Baba Venga. going on. Baba. Not us. We are not. Nothing to do with this. Um, uh, some other bad things about like uh, things in Europe. Um, uh, and where do you live? Oh yeah, my favorite. My, here's my favorite prediction. You ready for this one? Mm -hmm. The world will suffer from a lot of cataclysms and great disasters. Has that paid off? That's eight, dude. Eight out of ten. She's right. That is her best prediction. That is paid off. Probably a hundred oh, times. Oh wait. Oh wait. Even better. Uh, difficult times will come, and people. <laughs> and well, no, no. It gets better. It gets better. Difficult times will come, and people will be uh, divided by their faith. Really? <laughs> How the fuck would she know that unless she can see the future? Now I'm starting to believe it. How oh, this is it? great. Oh, and a dragon would overcome humanity in 2021. So oh my that's God. probably China, though. That's China. That's what that means. That means it's China. Oh, oh, I didn't mm -hmm. think of that. That's interesting. Yep. A dragon. Yep. yep. A strong dragon will seize humanity, and three giants will, re will unite, and some people will have red money. She sees the numbers 105 and many zeros. And she's not a fortune cookie, right? Because it's starting to sound like she might be. Nope, she You're isn't. Numbers are. <laughs> yeah. I see, I see cataclysmic events in the future. Humans will continue to be divided and war with each other. Yep. And uh, I mean, the futurists <clears throat> understand that might be what happens. It's like saying, I believe people will continue to use oxygen constantly. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Yep. No, I know. I hear you. It's it's very much the same. But I did pull up another list about actually um mine, man. Uh are these that fun? Eh, not really. Besides an artificial I sun, an artificial video. sun, an artificial sun illuminates the dark side of the earth in twenty one hundred. Hmm. Um and uh, a new energy source, aka thermonuclear, um yeah, will be that, will that be, be sun in the box, guys. Twenty twenty eight, according to I think this is actually Nostradamus. This one pulled up, but um, Nostradamus said artificial sun. Yes, that's fucking wild. If he said that, artificial sun. Yep, I doubt he said it. He said it. I bet he said something else. That sounds look, like it. Now look, I I just watched a documentary today on. I bet um, he said. There will on, be an artificial sun. I don't think people use the word artificial in the 1600s because there was anything real. artificial. I mean, the word robot was first said around that time period. It had to do with um, in Eastern Europe, it's what they called like serfs, people who just like worked for a living and they didn't own anything. They called mm. them robots. So now we call them robots. So they could look at the 1600s <clears> and be like, he called him a robot. He knew about the robots. He knows about iPhones. Like, no, no, no. The word meant something different. I can't imagine they said artificial sun and they meant anything besides some kind of second sun or whatever. I mean, he didn't mean that they mm. have a, a, a synthetic version of a star. I mean, most people didn't even realize that what a star was. There was the sun, there were stars. They're different, mm. mm -hmm. but they're not. Different. We know that now because we know shit now. We do. But the minds knew shit too, man. I mean, they're, 
they were the time when Europe was in the uh, the dark ages. The Mayans were fucking rocking shit. Mm-hmm. You know, like Europeans, so like we're still like, luckily. Yeah, it would, it, yeah, but but like I said, the the mines like were were thriving and they had technological advances and crazy math and stuff. When the Europeans were like fucking hitting shit with sticks, you know, like it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, they Europe went way backwards as far as scientific thought as we would see it today. It's like we talked about in the past. It's a huge dip in the Dark Ages. What well, they called the Dark Ages now? They didn't call it the Dark Ages when they were in it. They called it life cycle. <laughs> exactly <laughs> only now we go oh yeah they, people became like a hundred years backwards in their thoughts in that time period and yeah we don't the mayans they they didn't have the same problem they were still advancing while europe was reverting because of religion and pandemics and a lot of circumstances there. gregory rasputin um who's four who's uh 400 years after uh, Nostradamus and uh, about uh, and, and and I mean realistically was alive at the same time as Babavenga was. He was, um, and also he's a very famous figure in uh, history, not just because of his predictions or his claims to mysticism. He is the person who weaseled his way into the royal family of Russia. I mean, this guy came Romanov, from being, mm-hmm. the Romanov he came dynasty, vagabond priest. He was basically a hobo who was preaching. Uh, living out in the swamps, and he worked his way from being the equivalent of what we're talking about today, a homeless guy holding up the sign, the end of the world is near, the end is mm-hmm. nigh, I pissed my pants. He went from that to maybe banging the, the queen <clears throat> and becoming a huge political figure. And, and everyone else. He was yeah. like, the chicks were all, dude, that guy was the sex symbol of Russia in the early 1900s. And you look, and we'll pull oh, his wow. picture, we're going to pull his picture up right here for you guys. Um, oh, yeah. And he was the fucking hottest dude in Russia in the 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 you know mid teens in in nineteen hundred. You can 1900s. see why by the photo. You see why, but he couldn't get him off him if he tried, including again the Tsarina of 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 Russia. Um, oh yeah, well, it's pretty clear that they were banging their, uh, their son. Okay, he, their son had hemophilia. Yeah, and was super ill with all kinds of genetic diseases that you get when you fuck your cousins and then you make mm-hmm. your kids. Family. and Rasputin was the only one of the people who knew how to calm him down. Rasputin got to be top 10 best hucksters of all time, man. I mean, got to be. He went from being like a panhandler on the street and selling lies to strangers that he might have believed in, and then he sold lies to a king and queen and then to the world. And he was killed, but I mean, what a run. I mean, to make it that far. You imagine the guy on the side of the street telling you that you had to repent and give you one of those pamphlets. And then he becomes a White House representative. I mean, that's a big jump. You're it's now a big a, a de- shaker. It's a it's a big deal. And they and they took they used you know his ability to foresee into the future or give predictions type of thing. He was the like the 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 czar's or the czar the, their best advisor while he was banging yeah. the wife and treating the kid for hemophilia and all those things. It was just totally crazy. And then got them all fucking killed. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, don't forget. In like a terrible situation in a basement. And then on top of that, they-, they He murdered the whole Romanov family. He, he slunk out the back door. Like, but they killed him too. He died. They tried to kill him, I think uh, two or three times. They poisoned him in his drink. And then he said, I'm out of here. And he left. And they shot him a lot. And he still and, uh, didn't die. 
don't bullshit a bullshitter. And Rasputin was the number one bullshitter. You can't poison that guy. You're going to have to chase him down and shoot him to death. Yeah, but he may not have been a bullshitter. Who knows? These people are onto something. But also, well, he was the thing is, the thing is, he, he made magic. He was still a bullshitter. <clears throat> he lied constantly. Even when he used his magic and it worked out, other times when he didn't do that, he mm-hmm. was lying. I mean, he, he so, lied to the queen. He lied to the king. He, he, he tried to like make this little web of shit going in there. Even if he is magic and can bring the future, he still lied all the fucking time. Like, so, so the bottom line is. He he had something going on. He was right sometimes, but he did take his shit web with him in there and do things which made him, <clears throat> whether he was a liar or or gave them some good advice in some ways or not, um, he was the most dangerous thing to ever happen <laughs> to that part of Russia before World War II. And Absolutely. that's a fact. And he is, to this day, borderline responsible for the reason that that was the last dynasty in Russia ever. Yeah. No yeah. more. It's over. It's nuts. That also, was it. And they all died by execution. They were executed in a fucking basement because this dude. Yeah. I mean, like, like it's bad. Of war. That was the royal family. Was yes, they were treated like them. They were brought from place to place to place. And then they were brought in a basement like, all right, we're... and then they all got killed. It was such a sad story. Wild. Also, Rasputin, I think he's fucking awesome. Like, what a cool historical character. But he seems the equivalent of like a modern day like guru or like yoga guy who comes into this this powerful rich man's house. His son is sick. He comes in. He does meditation. He gives the wife crystals. He fucks the wife when you're at work. And then she's <laughs> right, you're wrong. I mean, he's a fucking yoga guy. But he got so powerful that he was, you know, changing the history of Russia forever. But to me, that's who Rasputin is. I mean, respect Rasputin, but. He, he didn't deserve the credit he got. He's a fucking huckster for life and very good at it. So kudos, Rasputin. God, that's funny. So those are my three, uh, my three famous people, but there's plenty of other people. And if you, get, if you guys walk yourself down the web of uh, conspiracy, uh, truth seer, uh, YouTube and or cable, ne- cable network, Cable network predictions, you get people today who think that they're these people. They really do. Like, they think they're the next Jesus. Those people show up all over the place. Um, oh, yeah. Dime a dozen. Dime a dozen. They're always there. The next coming of Christ. I mean, this shit's always going down. It's it's pretty wild. Um, but th- but today's day, they just, the, the credibility is just not there. Like, people from the future, like that kid, um, they're, always, uh, they're always out there <clears throat> trying to figure it all out when... No one really knows, but we do know a couple things. You left us on a note that said, uh, yeah. So you're going to say about how, uh, the most recent predictions of the end of the world have, yeah, you're going to go over the, Mm -hmm. they happen every day. So what we were talking before is the idea of predicting the future. I mean, Nostradamus, he guessed nine 11 and Hitler, uh, Yaga Benga, she predicted 9-11 and Hitler. And I guess everyone predicted 9-11 and Hitler, two things that are really important to American culture in the year 2020. But there's been so many predictions of the end times that it's almost the same as predicting that, like I said before, the sun's going to come tomorrow. I mean, there is literally hundreds and hundreds and, and thousands of them to go through. I just clicked and try to get a list of each century who guessed it and how well it worked out so 70 ce the uprising of the jewish people against the romans had this idea that we're gonna start 
changing the world. I mean, Jesus has been dead for 40 years. Here it comes. It's Armageddon now. They rise up and they actually were so convinced that the Jewish people started minting coins with the phrase, Israel is redeemed, saying that like, well, this is it. I mean, obviously Jesus is gone. The Jews are coming back. The Romans are out. Get to the mountain. It's Armageddon now. That was in the year 70. In the year 1000, the Pope, along with the Roman Catholic Church, declared this year will be the end of the world, much like in the year 1999, the year 19, I mean, the year 999, they said, this is the end. Nice round number. <laughs> Based on the fact that the number 999 is really the year uh, 52,999,000, yeah, however old the yeah, earth exactly. actually is. It's like, no, they, they just think like, All right, this is it, guys. It's like, do you realize that 999 is like, why not fucking 10,000? You know, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the earth has been here so much longer than since Jesus was born. Like, there's a whole bunch of shit that happened before that. 40,000 years of known history of humans before the year 999. Like, and yeah, then we just but, one day said, we're going to start counting again now at the birth of this guy. Yeah. So this, so that wasn't just people thinking it, which if that happened now, much like it happened in 1999, people would think it's the end of the world. But that was the Pope and the Roman Catholic Church. They also, they all said it. Imagine if the Pope said, it's for sure the end of the world this year, for sure. People would be way more panicked because that's the Pope. He's supposed to be the voice of God. True. So then... 284 years later, now we're in 1284, Pope Innocent, oh, another Pope. He says, the world is going to end 666 late, 66 years later, number of the beast. Classic. Revelations, classic. Classic move, yep. Not actually in the Bible at all, uh, but, you know, Roman, Nero, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. He predicts that 662 years after the rise of Islam, the world will end, which would make it the year 1284. What good math on that? So the exact number of the beasts until now, the end of the world. Unfortunately, he was not right either. French alchemist Arnaudelis de Villanova, which sounds like Newhouse, predicts the Antichrist will come this year, the year 1368. Wrong again. In 1600, Martin <laughs> Luther who is super famous in religion because he's the guy who started the Protestant Reformation. All the Protestant mm. religion have right. all been started with his Protestant papers. He was a professor and a priest, and he sparked the Protestant Revolution saying that the world will end no later than 1600 CE. And I know that. Wrong again, <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, in the year 1658, Christopher Columbus, fan favorite, claimed that the world was created in 5,343 BC. Don't know how he got that number, but I know nice. where he, why he did. And it would last 7,000 years. So if you do the math on that, it'll end this year, 1658. So the world will end this year. Makes sense. 7,000 years, nice round number. Hmm. It was created in 5343. I don't know why that, but there you go. Anyways. Well, it's, uh, it's too bad he didn't uh, sell uh, the... Uh santa maria right off the face of the earth which existed back then because it was a square box because he exactly. raped and pillaged all those fucking poor people mm. wore their wore their bones on his necklace um just want to remind everyone how much of a piece of shit he was absolutely he was wrong classic about piece of shit thing. but again <laughs> be a class one piece of shit 
class one. <laughs> rank top tier. Yeah. He's class dead. one, also class A, same thing. Definitely a class one. Hey, another <laughs> thing he's wrong about. Wrong again. 1792, the Shakers, a Christian sect of England, this is now closer to where we are, claim that the world will for sure end this year in 16, or rather 1792. <laughs> 300 years after Columbus sailed the ocean blue, but not as close as he guessed that. Anyways, were they right? Don't think so. Harriet Livermore, the year is 1843, another 100 years later, a famous female preacher, which is very rare for the time, and mm. she said that Armageddon will for sure come this year. Didn't happen. So she looked back into herself and she decided it's going to happen in 1847. I was wrong about 1843, but 1847 is it for real. Guess what? Wrong again. I have a feeling, though. It'll end. I have a feeling. <laughs> Trust me. It's a feeling I have. 1910, two years after uh, Vanga, what's her name again? Uh, Baba Vanga, she was born 1911. Don't, don't get confused. So 1910, one year before the birth of Baba Vanga, Camille Flammarion claims the coming of Halley's Comet in 1910 will snuff out all life on the planet and continues to sell comet pills, which are pills that you take so you're immune to the toxic gases of the comet it Wrong. just it just makes sense take the pills guys in 1967 we have to do a whole episode on this jim jones the founder of the cult the people motherfucker yep. nuclear holocaust will happen in 1967 this year is gonna happen wrong again but everyone who you're leading in your congregation will die from you your armageddon for all those yep. people and those kids and families. Fuck you, Jim Jones. You're yep. up there with Columbus, right up here. Guys, stay posted ago. for Colts because that's up uh, probably up next. We got this. Colts are very interesting. Got Jim Jones, Jones. class one piece of shit. Number Can't class one. Class one piece of shit. <laughs> Speed of Colts, two years later, Charles Manson, Helter Skelter, end of the world. Here we go again. Wrong again, Charlie. And I mean, like I said, on the list of times I see people predict this, I mean, I skipped over about 200 to 300 of them. Uh, the main thing if I'm not trying more. to say is it happens every single fucking, not only century, every year. People say, this is it. This is the end. So maybe you're right. <clears throat> it's going to be right one time, but it's not you. You're wrong. It's not the end of the world. You're just going to die. It's not all the end for everybody. Just you. Sorry. It's the most recent one that I know about, I lived through this one. Beyond the whole 2012 Mayan thing was Harold Camping, an evangelical preacher who predicted Armageddon and the rapture would happen in the year 1994 with a large following of, um, I think, over 100,000 people. And he said it was in 94. And then he had to speak to God again, and he realized it was in 95. And then he had to really actually call God again and say, I, might, I must have missed that. Because now it's going to be in May 21st. 2011, wrong again. You changed it to October <laughs> Wrong again, you fucking old liar. You're wrong again. And guess what? He died in December 2013 after having a stroke. So yeah, your world's over. Two years after you predicted oh it, God. and the fourth time you predicted it. Anyways, my whole point is, this so shit's great. gonna keep happening. I'm gonna predict it right now. The world ends in 2021 uh, because an asteroid hits us and that's all over. You think I'm wrong? Check in next year where I talk to Jesus again. And he tells me I misheard the call. <laughs> Liar.
fucking delusional liars. I hate it. They make money off it. You're selling comet pills. It's gonna end. Here comes the comet pills. I mean, we didn't really get into doomsday prepping, but the amount of money that's been spent on underground bunkers and canned food—it's got to be. It's a separate economy. Just even better. Even better than <clears throat> than underground bunkers and canned food is 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 the fact that there were hundreds of people in China on December twenty twentieth, two thousand and twelve who purchased doomsday balls for thousands of dollars that could fit up to like eight people. And they sat in those things. Cause someone said, get inside the steel ball that we made for the doomsday. Cause like this is what's going to happen. And then the earth is going to blow up in the, but it's a ball. So you might go flying in the air for thousands of miles, <laughs> but you'll land and you'll, you'll like, it'll, it'll just wherever you go, you go. And then you open it up in a couple of weeks and you're out and you're good. It's got canned food and a bunch of shit in there and you can, whatever and it is and walk. people and actually what? for a week and then what it's a doomsday thing for me always and then you land in your ball you have canned food for a week and then what then you starve to death over a three-week period and your life's even worse why not go out in the fire get hit with uh, the fucking ass in your head why would you want to starve to death and kill your family to survive or you can just die in armageddon doomsday I, is I, because i am not you have to have a, some kind of like revitalization it's like buying enough food for a blizzard you know when the blizzard's over we're going to shovel the snow out and we're going to be back to normal in armageddon you can have 100 cans of beans it's not coming back you're prolonging the inevitable which is you're going to die yeah the best the the, the, the answer to that is homesteading so you uh, are 100 percent sustainable is the only solution teach a man to fish uh situation instead of giving a fish to solve hunger so um but people do people actually and, and let's get a picture of a doomsday ball People actually sat in these things for over 24 hours, dude. And they waited for the world to end and it didn't. Like they're they're like, all right, guys, we're getting in. Let's get in. Come on, kids. And they sat in there and played cards or fucking Pokemon Go or whatever they did. And- I hope they did something. It reminds me of your thing where it's like you're kind of upset that you're wrong about it, but you're mostly happy you, you have to go to work even though the world's not over, you know? Yeah, you have to have bought that ball, and when you're, I, I, I hope they're playing cards. I imagine they're all holding hands and squinting their eyes, like they're about to get shot in the head for 24 hours, and then when it's over. I think they did. The good news is you're not dead. And the bad news is you spent the mortgage payment on a sci-fi device that you now have to leave in the field somewhere. Fucking insane. So, exactly. So, <clears throat> so that happens. Uh, doomsday preppers are always a thing and and the thing is a lot of times that can that can add some comfort except for that movie with uh with uh fred flintstone uh that was really made it scary 10 Goodman. Lane. yeah i guess it before he said his name that's what it goes by it goes by fred flintstone um that that's reality not that this is a uh idea where you can just play xbox for a couple of weeks it's like, no, you get a fucked up dude who's hyper prepared, type A times 10, who controls you and then wants to eat you. Uh, December 21st, 2012. I was 21. Um, and I was uh, basically, I knew of that date a year in advance that that was the end of the world. And oh, so uh, camping didn't, this is all in 2011. So he didn't even guess the Mayan one. He was a year too early. Oh, wow. So yeah. that was most Christian evangelical. I don't know how he came up with that, some kind of crazy math in his own head. But you're speaking of the most maybe the most famous prediction in our Thanks. lifetime, which is in 2012 is going to be the end of the world, the Mayan calendar. Sorry. End of the Mayan calendar. The end of the Mayan long calendar. And again, they had 
uh, cyclical dates and they basically had like like uh, gears overlapping each other that all of them spun at the same time to eventually and that was the end of of the fifth cycle which is the end of the whole cycle so gotcha. um uh in and, and again the, the, the beginning of the cycle was a cataclysmic terrible terrible event i don't remember what it what it was but they basically it was pretty clear that something bad was going to happen on that day or not it was going to be the cha- a change in dimensions a change in something um but anyways i was yeah, shitting my I mean, pants I, i'm not sure but like yeah i said as far as i know it was basically that people have found that to be the end of the calendar and from what they knew about the history of mayan cyclical calendars there's cataclysms and rebirths but no part of the calendar as far as i know said and at this point the world will end and everyone will die it was just at the end of the calendar speculation yeah. They, yeah they could have planned for that or they could have said well, if you made a calendar for the year 3000, Dylan, I wouldn't think that you were thinking the year was dead. It just, you'll make one for 3020 when it ha- happens. It was the last one they happened to make as far as yeah, I Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. And, and it was, and, and again, it was a cycle. So it was just going to start from the, from the beginning again. It wasn't going to just end. It was just going to go, okay, now we go back to day one and then just move on like this. So, um, so that day I was fucking terrified. I mean, I was, I just got off an airplane and uh and i didn't i don't i think i might have not even remembered what day it was i was so hungover yeah this is in the the monolith episode maybe you're telling the story oh yeah i was yeah yep totally yeah i was so hungover and so tired i I definitely remember you talking yeah yeah exactly so that was that was that i got through that Uh, and then i was like December 22nd i was like all right cool i can uh move on with this um but the most recent one was obviously two days ago and it was the only reason that people thought that maybe it would be 2020 is because the year is shitty. Um, but on top of that is the Mayan calendar is in relation to the atomic calendar or clock, whatever you want to call it. They run side by side. Um, is 0.002 days off. So very small. Like so, if you're one day off, that that over one year it moves, you know, 300 spots or whatever. Yeah, even um, that- slight of a difference it makes a huge difference i mean there's a great story about the the russian team in the olympics in the early 1900s they showed up a week late for the olympics because they were still going off of the calendar from nice. 50 years ago Fucking so like great. It, it makes a big difference the little small things like that if over a yeah. period of time you'd be way off oh that's just fucking awesome that's so funny so uh i didn't know that uh so yeah, so yeah. the the well, whole fact that the mayan calendar is no one knows because the atomic clock they said has been actually it sounds like the mayan clock is the one that's right because the atomic clock uh, clock on that fourth decimal they said they rounded down so the mayans were probably dead dick on dead the on difference between the difference between the two calendars or clocks or whatever it is with, with especially with like daylight savings someone calculated would be 2020 instead of 2012 so to this one, nice round number. Twenty twenty is nicer. If I was writing a movie, I'd say twenty twenty. I wouldn't say twenty twelve. Right, funny. right. The winter equinox of twenty twenty, and the world right. blows yeah. up. So, so that's perfect. that's. Those are the the predictions of like the up until today of what we knew in near time for the return of, and especially because the the G, the the Christmas star was there, which is what Jesus saw. It's the, mm-hmm. the Mars and uh, sorry, uh, Jupiter and Saturn um touching being in line and they're like this is totally it that's the star the star that they saw in jesus and he's gonna come back and do his thing and it just no didn't didn't happen so we can do it worth the shot 
advice you have for the whole thing is perfect because the end of the world is so subjective. But even if we mean the end of civilization, the end of the universe, like I said before, we only mean one thing. When are we going to be gone? We're the ones who matter. So we think of it as the end of humanity. Even if all humans die tomorrow, that'd be the end of the world. As far as we are concerned, I don't care about the squirrels and the foxes if every human who's ever existing in the world dies tomorrow. That's the end of the world for me. But it's important to remember and zoom out a little bit like you were coming up with. It's all subjective what the end of the world is in that way. I mean, there's been five major extinction events in the history of the planet, and they have been massive. Beyond anything you can imagine, the level of death and destruction of any species on the the planet. I mean, these extinction events are so big that the one that's famous is the smallest one. It's fucking crazy. 450 million years ago, 70% of all species on the planet all died due to global warming. They believe that it was because so many volcanoes erupted in the same period of time that the greenhouse effect was so severe that almost all life on the earth died. 360 million years ago, so about 100 million years later, Again, 70% of all species on the planet died. Didn't just die that day. They went completely extinct. It might have lasted 20 million years, a period of every species on the planet dying out and becoming non-existent. Then 100, years, 100 million years after that, the Permian extinction happened. The Permian explosion is a period of history of life where the most species that have ever existed on Earth all existed at the same time and it was within a small period of time a couple million years the most species again all dead about 90 to 95 percent of every living species on the planet like plants animals whatever all died and then the earth kept going the triassic extinction happened later than that at the end of that so many species died about 75 percent that the only species that were tending to survive were a new thing on the planet were these giant lizards that were the only species that were able or only type of species that were able to survive and those were called dinosaurs so after that giant extinction comes the period where dinosaurs start to rule the earth and then 65 million years ago big comet hits and 50% of all the species on Earth all die, including every major dinosaur species that we know about. Only some survive. And that was the last time it happened. And only half of the species on Earth died. I mean, comparatively, that's not even that bad, what we used to have. And that's, you know, ancient past times of mythical dragons and beasts. That's the dinosaur time. So my point is that the end of the world is completely subjective. Every species on Earth has gone extinct almost completely five times on the planet and what happens we all kill ourselves and it's all over it seems kind of like let's think about this a little bit objectively outside ourselves is it the end of the world if we all die it's happened a lot of times much more severely yeah it'll move on it's oh, like the nice. uh if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it did it fall it? did it make a sound did it make yeah. <laughs> did it fall? Well, you said it did. <laughs> did it fall? Uh, did it make a sound, you know, type of thing? Um, yeah, the Earth will keep spinning whether we're here or not. And even if the Earth is a giant rock of fire, it'll keep spinning. So that brings us into uh, the ways this may or may not happen. And and the same thing is, 
uh, there could be a, a mysterious plague that only affects humans that eliminates 100% of human life on Earth and the fucking dogs, cats, deer, foxes, alligators, where the fuck don't give a shit and move on with their lives. And the Earth yeah. is now just full, full of semi-intelligent life. Um, but human beings will think this is a really big deal and they'll all be really sad and like very, very dramatic about it. Um, I think humans only thinking about themselves. Yeah, being dramatic oh. about the fact that all humans are gone now and the planet's just a bunch of alligators and whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> wah, fucking wah. So, um, <clears throat> and uh, so yeah, that's, that's one thing. Asteroid could hit us. But again, it didn't blow up the Earth. It just made the, like, made it uninhabitable and and initially millions will tens and hundreds of millions will die in the initial blast and there'll be some sort of fallout just like a nuclear bomb and yeah like i said you know that's the most famous example of the extinction of all species it actually killed less than any other major extinction event it only killed 50 percent of species on earth which means that it was the least deadly of all cataclysms and it's the most famous one that killed the most species we know about but it's happened four times before that and it was much more devastating yeah yeah it's pretty crazy um i mean there's a part of human history that people have understood through like archaeology and anthropology that they believe that at one point there was only ten thousand humans on the earth all together so that means if those ten thousand people had died we would have gone extinct in that time period but luckily we blew up and started to thrive again but that's just how close you can come to being extinct is that this is only you know whatever 30, 20,000 years ago, sooner than that, you know, before the ice age, they were so few humans that we could have been extinct just as easy as any of those other species. But luckily for us, they kept getting it on for us there. Getting on for us there and just eating, uh, packing up in the caves and eating macaroni and cheese and just yeah. carrying on, you know? Getting so that means anyone who's ever existed is an ancestor of those 10,000 people because we wouldn't be here otherwise. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, and uh, so that so the next thing, so I spent my night uh, watching a movie called Threads. And most, probably anybody who's ever lived through the 80s and was like alive, alive, is familiar with this movie but for uh, for me it was new but it kept telling me to watch it because it's the critically the scariest or most horrifying movie of all time ever made Ooh, got my yeah interest. yeah it got my interest too and i was like wow that's crazy because i've seen some scary movies um and some horrifying movies too uh for example like schindler's list is a very horrifying movie but but as far as scary and you know making you jump out of your pants it's not doing that but it's a horrifying movie this is a horrifying movie, less than a scary movie. Um, it came out in 1984, and the direct and at the one of the reviews from Rotten Tomatoes is that this is the only film I've I have been really and truly scared and indeed horrified by, in an intense and sustained way, and um and it it, it outlines so clearly nuclear war and how it would and will happen or not will, but how it could happen um, in the most realistic way ever. And then it starts off with like, it follow, you know, it follows this, this girl who's pregnant and young and whatever it is. And then um, the US and Iran are having a problem and Russia's involved there. And, and Iran, US and Russia are fighting in Iran. And then a mm -hmm. nuclear submarine from the US gets destroyed 
And then there's two, then the radio's like, there's two nuclear explosions in the Middle East. And then the town of, uh, a working class town of Sheffield, England, um, uh, sustains a thermonuclear blast in the upper atmosphere that they witness and up to 30 million die in the initial blast. And so who launched it? Russia launched that at them? They never say, but it's clearly Russia or Iran, yeah. which are kind of like this at the mo in the movie. So, um, and then it, it goes on for 40 years of what happens after that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and society 40 years after the nuclear blast. So it's supposedly supposed to happen in the early 80s. So it's supposed to be around now when the movie's still going on. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, so it'll be like what time would be 2020, like 20, 2030. It's like the grandkids of them, and, the, and they're still uh, they're saying that it's at the uh, the um, the level of the po the the population in Europe is about the same as it was in the I think they said the Dark Ages. Ooh, the bubonic so ten thousand ten ten to ten thousand to forty thousand people. So maybe even before that, like very what? yeah. So oh, we just said it. That will be par with the smallest human population we know about has ever exists only 10 exactly 000. so that's what they're saying would be because there's just because because all the crops are ruined you can't um yeah can't eat nope can't eat even um, the water radiation poison the whole water thing. crops all the people have diseases and cancers and stuff like that and oh. then so basically the bomb goes off kills a ton of people initially and then the rate the fallout you know is obviously the most deadly and kills even more people and they can't live and they can't Eat, they end up eating rats eating each other they don't really show them eat each other but they eat like farm animals and um stealing and then the government's trying to kill the people who steal and then um yeah. and then uh you know but they again can't eat crops because they're all tainted with radioactive materials right. and they're just trying to but they all have you know radiation burns in every way shape and form all over them and 40 years later it still is a complete disaster it is it is so i'd, I'd have to agree after watching this nuclear war which is this is obviously about um, is uh, terrifying and it's and it's and it's the most ang it's the most it makes you the most angry if that is how this went down because mm -hmm. it's the result of a couple of men making bad decisions based off of their egos and their emotions. Right. Yeah, it's just a small number of people get to choose the fate of the entire the entire uh, world. Yep. Yeah, the entire world really. Yeah, because it wouldn't just affect humans. Yeah, that yeah. is that. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Just coming off the heels of our nuclear fission and fusion episode, it, it, that totally makes sense that they yeah, that really bad that that would happen. That this is you know, they're detonated over society, and this is the result of it, and it's really, really bad. And the movie's very hard to watch. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, had, I had to watch like a, it. Almost seems like a futuristic, like demonic premonition. Like someday people open up this this book of demons that you shouldn't open. It's not allowed for men only God can look and you open it up and then it, everyone starts melting their faces and all the crops fail and people are dying. We don't know why. Like the idea of nuclear annihilation could be in the Bible or in Hindu texts. Like it fits right in with what Armageddon would look like if someone fire. Exactly. Early. And the, and the reason, the reason it's called threads is so important to all the other forms of, of how the world might end is because mm -hmm. our society is, our, our civilization in 2020 is so powerful because it's so intertwined. This resource uh, yeah. depends on this resource, this resource, mm -hmm. depends on so on and so forth. So they have everything from like food production to waste disposal, to transportation, to, um, uh, you know, literally everything combined all the way Alpha. through the threads of the earth itself. 
where um, you know a nuclear bomb obliterates the if you detonates in the upper atmosphere too many times the ozone layer gets destroyed so the sun's more powerful now so the threads are all intertwined all the way up through to space and if you disrupt that this is what you get and everyone dies so that's a really bad way for this to end and yeah, i don't think that's how it's going to go down we've had so many close calls throughout the cold war and even recently with iran and north korea um mm -hmm. where i think that there's there's powers to be even aliens there's been accounts at uh, you know uh, ballistic missile sites where there are videos of something orbs going around intercontinental ballistic missiles that disables them. With the launch codes, folks, they can't hack our computers. They can only travel through space. Well, they might be able to do all that or just block it because they know that this is this is not something you want to do. Don't launch those. You launch one, the whole world ends. If the U.S. launched one out of their bases in North Dakota and Oklahoma and Vermont, uh, then the world's over because everybody has countermeasures. It's not good. Don't do it. The most famous story I heard is that they, they that Russian uh, nuclear site engineer heard he got the call to say launch the nukes and he was supposed to just enact it without questioning the orders because of the fact that you have mm -hmm. to do the initial strike we talked about last week that the mutually assured destruction gotta launch them as soon as you hear the call he thought that it might have been a mistake and so he went against his orders and he, yeah. he declined to launch the nukes and it turned out it was just a glitch it was incorrect siren but that's how close we came in that moment to that happening so it seems pretty plausible to me that that could happen another where time. this this guy but, would go to jail he would go to jail if he disobeyed those orders and he did because he said yes. this doesn't seem right um i know that I, there's no way i could be wrong but i think i'm wrong or i think or there's no this could be wrong but i think it's wrong that's how close this came i'm glad he had that fortitude of character but i don't think they that's civilization and life as we know it should ever be you know pinned on the fact that one guy is gonna you know be courageous enough to go against the stream at that point i mean i'm lucky that i'm happy and everyone should be that that guy made a decision because we could probably wouldn't be talking on zoom right now if he decided to launch that thing yeah which makes you think it, there's no reason to have if everyone if no one had nuclear weapons then we're good then the world will never end that way yeah it couldn't end that way but i wish the aliens would have come in that day and let him know that he made the right move but instead they weren't there that day yeah so so joe how else what, what else could what else could happen <laughs> i don't know yeah i mean we've been going off for a while now let's wrap yeah. it up now how do we think the world's going to end how do we think because i am i've been relishing in the idea of saying everyone's wrong about stuff which i love doing that because i think i'm so fucking smart even though i don't know anything i like to act like i know shit mm. in the past and say yo you were wrong about that i do that to myself would be a lot easier anyways what i what i think what i think the world's gonna end like uh could be any any number of things um do, do you want me to say how i think it's gonna end and then you, you say oh, you think sure yeah why not yeah yeah or, or like maybe top two or whatever you're thinking about like what what what's most likely to happen we got all you know all sorts of things that could happen mm -hmm. all right well i think that inevitably unfortunately for all of us the world as we know it how we define it today will end for sure i mean in five billion years from now it's irrefutable from what we understand about how stars work uh our sun will become a red giant as it runs out of its hydrogen fuel in its core it'll start to burn heavier and heavier elements and it'll expand 
And when the sun goes into its form of being a red giant, it will be large enough to consume Mercury, Venus, and Earth. So no matter what we do, in 5 billion years, we will be part of the sun. So we're going to hope that we get off the planet by then, or that'll be the end of the world. The sun will literally grow into us, and that'll be that. That's it. You're done. 5 billion years is an easy mark to make it out of. If we make it out of there in 22 billion years, people are predicting that the universe is going to have some kind of bounce back. I mean, the idea that space-time is expanding at such a fast rate, it's a weird scientific fact. Usually when things expand, they expand at a, a normal rate based on where they go out from. The Big Bang, for example, you have a bang, that's how far it goes, it's over. The strange part about our universe is as it expands, it goes faster and faster and faster, which doesn't make any sense. It's not getting any more force in it, but somehow the longer it goes out, the faster it goes, so that at some point, they're predicting the way the universe works now that space will expand farther than light can travel, meaning that the speed of light will be eclipsed by the speed of the universe expanding, which means that one day it'll be so spaced out that gravity will become stronger because space is just flying out through without. So another way it could go, the world could, the whole universe rather could collapse in on itself as gravity becomes the strongest force and space flies out. And people think that could be like how the Big Bang started. All the matter crashing together in a giant explosion and blows up again, which is part of that cyclical nature we talked about, the Ouroboros. A lot of scientists believe the universe might just exist that way. Constantly, Big Bang expansion to the end of things before it collapses again, and the, the constant collapse and expansion of it as it keeps existing over and over and over again. Even if that doesn't happen, and it just keeps expanding as it was, in about a couple trillion years, it's going to be so spread out, like Andrew said last week, entropy will rule the system and it'll be ice cold over the whole universe. No matter what we do, any technology we come up with, any energy substances, hyperspace travel, civilizations, stage five civilization, whatever you think, at that point, there'll be no energy left in the system and any civilization, any life, even atoms will cease to exist in the universe because it'll be so spread out you couldn't find an atom between a light year. That'll be it. End of the universe. It's coming. I don't think I could uh, doubt what you just said in any way. And that's along the lines of, I don't think that these acute problems that the world has had over the past 40,000 years that humans have been here are anything mm -hmm. that's going to totally destroy the planet, specifically just the planet. Again, oh, yeah, play to be clear, just to, so I can pass it off <clears> to you. Yeah, the world, as we know, is going to end from humans. Either it's the nuclear annihilation of us. I hope it's not that, but it'll. I think it'll more likely be us destroying the environment, global warming, pollution. We'll wait too long. We'll destroy the planet. It'll be like a shell of its former self, and then we'll have to deal with it that way. I think it, Armageddon, as we know it, as humans, will be because of us. I mean, that's just what's happened. If not that, then the world is going to plan itself out. I, I, so I think that there's something there's something more to humans that we're not going to kill ourselves in the way that threads did or that uh, global, you know, contributing to global warming with greenhouse gases and pollution. I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to happen nor war. I just, why I not? Just, Is it more hopeful? I mean, we haven't done it yet, but we have done a lot that could have contributed to that. 
if it was going to happen, it would have happened during the Cold War. I'm a firm believer in that. Things are fucked up right now, but I think that... You're talking about nuclear annihilation, right? Because we're still continuing to make the world less and less inhabitable for our future yes. selves. Yes, nuclear annihilation, I think we are past that point of that happening. Oh, so, Technologic yeah, technologically ahead. and then educationally-wise, um, I think that we are... Uh, the world's superpowers are understanding that whether whether the news or the media makes it play out like China is going to just do it all of a sudden and take over, I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't. So um, yeah, I, I think everyone's too smart. We've learned enough from history where there's a constant threat. It's terrifying. It might happen. North Korea doesn't have the capabilities to do so. And even then, um, it's still not going to benefit them. You don't think that there's a, a chance that humanity could make this Earth uninhabitable? I mean, we talked about before, the first major... Uh, extinction event happened because the world they believe got so hot that most species couldn't survive on it volcanoes erupting all over the planet creating a greenhouse effect that was more severe than even fossil fuels could do and it got it done and most species died i, I don't see that that's so out of the question we could do that i mean we're currently doing it and we're not making any changes otherwise so why don't you think that we could end the world as we know it well, that's a good point because I do. If we if we keep it up at this rate, we will it will be a problem. But I think that the advancements in technology are going to just make it on the cusp of time, based off of what we're seeing with with people like Elon Musk and Bill Gates and and other major players um, who have the money to make a difference. I don't mm -hmm. think they're going to let it happen. Um, and then people. And then again, it's very easy to change society if you make it affordable. So if, if, again, we could, have, we could have been battery powered cars 100 years ago, but it was cheaper right. to run gas. Now we're seeing that um, battery power saves you, saves you money on a small term all the way down to the individual person. If they, if they charge their Tesla at night at their house, if they have the money to buy one in the first place, but eventually those, those prices are going to go down. It's all going to make sense. It, we're going to make it probably just in the cusp of time before it's not reversible. Um, mm -hmm. But I just don't, I, I think that, that our lives are going to be our biggest threat to me and you for the next 80, 70 years or whatever it is, um, is going to be plagues. Hmm. Interesting thought. Now, before I let you go on, what makes you think that that might be why we go? You're seeing because... a lot like Nostra Davis right now, my brother. You're seeing like, this is the thing that's happening right now that's so in front of our faces. The same way people were in 1967 were saying, it's going to be nukes. And the plague, it's going to be God killing us. And then now you're claiming it'll probably be a pandemic that kills us. Now, why would you think that? Are you living during that? And it seems like the most likely explanation. Do you let me laugh? Really? Uh, that's a great point, Joe. Uh, we happen to be living through one at the moment. Um, and it's one that is, uh, you know, has a 5% mortality rate, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's, it's millions of people. I mean, it's a lot of people. But it could be a lot worse. Stand in a room full of people at a bar and five of you die. That's a fucking huge number. <laughs> that's a it is it is, but it's not the Black Plague numbers, which is like fifty percent, or yes. or Ebola, which is eighty percent. Um, Very good point. And the and the reason that this one is is the perfect number to kill a large amount of people is because because it doesn't kill a large amount of people in the bigger kind of things. You so kill it, everybody, yeah. you can't spread. Ebola, Ebola doesn't spread that great because it kills you so, it, 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 the, the symptoms are so quick and it kills you so fast. Like it's not like it's a, it draws itself out. This is the best example to, to do that. But if we got one that had the same terms, but also was like 
deadly to people in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, like like the uh, the Spanish flu um, in 1920 or 1918, whenever it started, um, we'd have a real problem. Like, a yep. re- I mean, we have a real problem, but can you imagine if it was actually um, yeah. like um, the, 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 it was, it was a 30% one or even a 10 or a 15, 20, 25. Yeah. There's like a sweet spot there from how much it can spread by how much people can kill and how deadly it is worldwide. Yeah. And they know those exist. So that's just, that's just the, the death of humans. Um, but the death of the, the, the earth itself, I mean, yeah, it could be an asteroid again, but that wouldn't kill, that wouldn't blow up the earth. It would just cause a ice age for another 40,000 years, but it wouldn't kill the earth. Um, but as far as things go in 40,000 years, it's been around for, you know, 4.8 billion. That's, that's a fucking drop in the bucket. Nothing. Yeah. Humans, 40,000 years of humans being here is, is like, is like a millisecond in the time of the earth. It's seriously nothing. go, go pour nothing. a glass of water, put it in your freezer, take it out and thaw it out. That's an ice age on earth. And you just had another 24 hours in your life. That's what ice yep. ages are. It's nothing. Life. Exactly. So. So, so yeah, so humans, humans are definitely the most threat to, to their own lives. But as far as the earth's life go, um, the earth has always proven to recover even after the worst of things, which is the asteroid hitting, which is like 10 bajillion million zillion nuclear bombs. Don't forget guys, it still causes radioactive fallout because particles from space, uh, get, uh, ionized because there's no atmosphere on the way to earth. Um, so there still is radioactive fallout from an asteroid hitting. And that was an example of something. And our magnetosphere saves us from it. But in outer space, you are constantly being bombarded with radioactive rays. That's why part of astronaut suits isn't just protecting from the elements of outer space. It's the constant radiation from space. If you went out there, it'd be like jumping in an x-ray and having them fired mm. off 100 times in a row every second. I mean, you'd be dead. And you fucked. Like you just said, you know, bring it with you. Not good. So, so as far as like the Earth actually blowing up, I don't think that there's any near threat to that. I think that you're very right that the, if you look at the long term, based off of the experts, what they're mm-hmm. saying, I think is probably realistic that this is a trillion something years away of the Earth basically absorbing. Sorry, the Sun absorbing the Earth eventually. Five billion. Math. It's only five billion. Not that long. Oh, I mean, the, universe, okay. the universe is the end way after earth is gone as far as scientists know but they think that five billion years from now the earth the earth will be swallowed up by the sun will be a red giant but the good news is the earth isn't even five billion years old yet so it's like we're hitting the midlife crisis here it's not that bad yeah, yeah pretty much actually yeah so so that's uh that's kind of it i mean as far as the earth ending um we have a lot of threats a lot of problems but overall you know you can einstein's when the people in the in the world who really distinguished your outlook on it and you can either think it's all out to get you or all out to be good and i think in our lifetime it's mostly going to be good um there's definitely going to be more epidemics for sure um but hopefully the world has learned in a in the most recent terms of things where we have technology mixed with an epidemic what to do and what not to do Mm. Mm. um the biggest threat to, again, to, to us, you know, the U.S. is people taking different sides of a, a particular issue, and that's why it became a real big problem. Um, but uh, moving forward, I don't think the world's going to blow up like I did 10 years ago or eight years ago. I really did think that it was just going to implode a black hole. Something's going to show up and sucks in and... Uh, mm-hmm. Or another, you know, or, or a comet's going to hit or something crazy is going to happen. A cataclysm. 
cataclysm, catastrophe, total apocalypse, fire and brimstone. Classic uh, world. Classic. I'm not buying it in our lifetime. They land on your house and you have to run between the fire and the demons to make it home. Yeah. I'm not buying it in our lifetime. I just don't, I just don't think so. Based off of the, what we know about what we, what this, what this planet has gone through over the past millions of years, billions of years. Um, Yeah. There could be an extinction extinction event, and we, right. we we would know, and we we hope it's not a nuclear war because that's not good. But um, but overall, that wasn't even in this movie Threads. That wasn't an extinction event. It just killed most people. Right. Even people still survived. Never mind seventy yeah. percent of all species on the planet. Yeah, people are quite resilient, and the human body is incredibly resilient. Mm. You know, and somehow some some way people will get through it. Um, I think that wraps it up for me, man. I mean, you just said it perfectly. Like, there's so many ways that life on Earth can end and has ended. And there's so many ways that could go poorly in the future. But luckily, we live in a time where it's not ended. We live in a time where there is a major pandemic going on. We're we're making do. It it sucks. It's, It's awful. But we can still go through it. And I think that there is an insane amount of hubris in thinking that you are going to be the one who lives through the end of the world. I mean... Obviously, you get to do that almighty I told you so, and you get to live through the worst time in life on Earth, the end of life. But I think the idea that we are going to live through that is just so self-centered and, you know, narcissistic. It just, it's fucking stupid. Mm. Like, you're not going to be the one. And if you are the one, you can tell me the big I told you so in the grave. We're both there rotting. Yeah, and you get to be one of the few people in this world who actually live through history in, like, a real way. Like, example, if War of the Worlds happens... You're 1954, 1954, War of the Worlds, a bunch of alien probes were buried here millions of years ago, and they came to life and to, to harvest specifically your blood. So you get sucked up by a vacuum cleaner, alien thing, that puts you in a blender and turns you into uh, protein for them to live. That could happen. I can't say, I, I have nothing to say that doesn't hits, happen. That actually hits all the points we talked about in our podcast, which is mm. that that initial idea that you want to be part of something bigger than yourself, you want to be more important, which I totally relate to. I'm not trying to talk down to people, but the idea that I'm the one who was here when the aliens landed. I'm the one who lived through the actual apocalypse. I was here when stuff was important. I was here. I was here. It's the most human thing you can think of. It's the same as painting the hands on the walls or the hieroglyphics. It's just, I was here Please believe me that I was here at some point because I've been born, I live, and I'm going to die, and everyone's going to fucking forget about me. But please, I was here. Please notice me. Notice me. Please notice me. It's just that's what it all looks like to me. That's exactly it, Joe. And that's it for today, folks. That was the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. We love to speculate on what the wonder of the world is going to be. If in our time frame, if in our timeline, or if in uh, the future, we don't know. But uh, that's what we know as Dylan and Joe. So merry holidays to everyone. Happy New Year! We'll be with you guys next week, which is the uh, uh, I don't know, but hey, next <laughs> we week could... it'll be 2021. It'll be the new year. Thanks for yeah. Here we'll we'll see you next year. Hopefully, we'll uh, see you next year, guys. I'll be eating my words. That's right, guys. We love you all. Thanks. So I don't know what you should want. I don't know. Gone in 60 seconds. <laughs> oh, you heard that? Yeah, I put it in the video. I put it right <laughs> <here>. <laughs>
Nick Cage, baby. For uh, end of the world and different religions. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, fucking Conair or or Elf. I don't pick one. <laughs> Two very different movies. Way before time, Conair, Elf, uh, or <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Pick one. <laughs> we have a very Mickey Christmas. We have a Clockwork Orange. I mean, is it? Go ahead. Just fucking pick one. Just fucking. What do you think I am? <laughs> No one really knows. But we do know a couple things. To move a little away a little bit from that. To move away a little from that rather. What to do and what not to do. So uh so yeah, Joe, so that was that was that was a good one. Good job, man. Way to wrap it up. Sorry I was going off my fucking psycho tangents and shit, but I just gotta get the passion. 